Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the man who I've got no doubt has popped his party shirt on uh, and is, is probably on his way or already there. And already wearing a wristband, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Up the, uh, the open bar. Joins us now, Adam Peacock, the P-Man. Are you there? I'm here, but I'm not where you think I am. Yeah, are you I'm oh. not where I'm in the bathroom? No, I'm not there. Are you not going to come to the Christmas party, Adam? Uh, no, I got a kind invite, but I have family duties to tend to. There's swimming lessons and people to pick up from dancing and yeah, all oh. manner of hey, things going him. on here. And yeah, bring them. Bring the family. <laughs> bring the six. Bring Mate. the six-year-old. Mate, oh, there'll be plenty so of people just... behaving like six-year-olds. You don't worry about that, so. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon I know one of them, and I reckon he's sitting across the desk from me right now, Rocky. Yeah, so, uh, Gibbo's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have him on a short <laughs> leash tonight. The P man's called you out, Gibbo. He knows that you're trouble, mate. Yeah, can I not have one of those furry things this time? <laughs> <laughs> I said he's on a short leash. Very good, Gibbo. Now, P man, apparently you're the football expert. As I told you mm. on the weekend, technically I am the football expert. But um, I, I guess is it a paper play thing for P man? So we got to ring him up. And ask him a bunch of football questions. Is that the, the go here, Gibbo? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm, I was looking at Brooksy. Hey, uh, P-Man, did you watch this morning? Yes, I did. What do you want to know? What did you make of it? Did you give Morocco any chance? <laughs> I was saying that they had uh, quite a decent second half, lots of shots on goal. Did you give them any chance at any moment? No. No, I, I gave them a chance um, on the basis that they were there, but I thought France would, would get through, but they didn't get through the way I thought they would. Um, because France scored so early, it, it kind of forced Morocco to play in a different way in that they had a bit more of the ball and um, they created the odd chance here and there. But, yeah, it, it kind of pushed them out of their comfort zone, like totally different performance from Morocco for the, the Spain and Portugal game. But, yeah, um, I, I likened... Uh, yeah, I'm, France are weird. Like in in terms of, they've got all these great players. No, not France in general. Um, yeah. Although <laughs> good review of the decisions about eating of eating snails and example. I don't know how you get to that point as a society, but anyway, um, with with the fact that they've got all these unbelievable players, like world world class at the top of their game, but their performances are like they just chug along. It's it's quite weird. I guess I that's know. what the best teams do, right? They they just get it done dirty. Is that, is, that the, <laughs> is that the best way to say it? You know what I mean? It's like um, well, like when you used to watch the Roosters when they won those couple of back-to-backs. It was nothing exciting. It was just dirty winning. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd frame it maybe another way. Um, Gerard Depardieu is, is known somehow as a sex symbol. Ah, um, very good. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, you just can't explain it, but he is. Did you see him? In the, did you see him in the live-action Asterix and Obelix? Because he was very good as Obelix. <laughs> he was sexy, isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. You know, you were. Uh, I look. 
I almost missed it because I was. I, I do follow you on uh, social media, and um, you barely posted about your time in Qatar. Um, when you were over there, <laughs> when you were over there, did you? So we're looking at Argentina, France. Were there many uh, Argentine and French uh, fans kicking about? Like, what what are we expecting for the final in terms of fans turning out? Oh, all Argentina. There'd be about three thousand French fans in the in the stands, and they don't make much noise. They're they're very polite, and you know, the Argentinians they just make as much noise as they possibly can an hour before kickoff. So, I would say they're playing it at the Lucille Iconic Stadium, which is capacity eighty eight thousand. I would suggest that there'll be eighty oh, percent Argentinian. Now that the final is always a bit different because there's corporates and. And the like there, and that they get they take up a lot of a lot of seats. But whatever the proportion is of like absolute Argentinian fans and absolute French fans, I reckon you're looking at minimum eighty twenty split. Speaking yeah, of wow. corporates, have you got yourself a ticket? Are you going over for the Code Sport uh, corporate box, mate? What what are we what are we looking at? What can I expect to see on Instagram? No, I've got a tea time at uh, Long Reef first thing on Monday morning, so I'll probably have an all-nighter, uh, watch that, and then head down there and have a hit of golf. So um, no, I'm, I'm happily home now. So I've, um, I've experienced all that uh, Doha has to offer, and um, here I am back in Australia, so happily so. Now, the final, it is a bit of a dream final, two heavyweights, France and Argentina, but it's also you know the story of Mbappe versus Messi, the two Paris Saint-Germain teammates. Who will get mm. the better on the day? Obviously, you've got a player sort of in his twilight and a player who is, who's in his prime. Uh, who do you think will have more of an effect Correct. on the day? Correct. Yeah, that? that's the one. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, Messi, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Messi is the focal point. If if France find a way to, to shut him down, they win the game. So um, there, there was a famous – actually, the B-man, Bozza, told yes. me um, that, that – there's a famous speech given, now famous speech given by Scaloni, the Argentinian manager, early in his reign. He had Lionel Messi sitting next to him in front of the team. And he basically said, guys, I know you're all great footballers, but this is the reason that we're going to win anything. So I'm going to let him do what he wants defensively, in like within parameters, but we give him the ball when we need something to happen all the rest of you you you're pretty much his his sherpas well wow, like, you just carry his bags and do what you can and and they all accepted they all bought in and they went on a 35 game um unbeaten streak like the referees treated cameron smith at the end of his career that's um <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting so so you think um <clears throat> well you know the, the french do have a reputation for getting messy so uh if they can shut him down then we can <laughs> <laughs> That you had that lined up three days <laughs> he did, ago. He did. He wrote that. He <laughs> rang me. Long uh, run up. Hey, um, let's talk A-League Grand Finals because everybody is. Mm. Um, yeah. P-Man, what is your opinion on the three Sydney Grand Finals in a row? Uh, not the best idea I've ever seen in my life. Put it that way. Um, yeah, look, the, uh, the concept, I can understand them considering it. The commercial side of it, I can understand that. I think around 12 to 15 or 20 million, whatever it was, the, the total that they're getting from the New South Wales government is hard money to turn down. But really somewhere along the way, someone should have tapped the decision makers on the shoulder and said, you do realise 
that this is going to create a massive problem for you. Um, with reference to what happened in 2015 when the fans would, had a gutful of the way the FFA were running the game um, and, and treating them, they thought. So they just started walking out of games and boycotting. And, and yeah, like, and the same thing, this adds the same vibe to it. The, the Cove, the Sydney FC fans have just released a statement to say, look, we know they were going to go on Saturday to watch their team play in Gosford against Central Coast, but they've just said, oh, now that we know that the Central Coast fans are walking out in solidarity with them, we're just not going to go. So they've got a massive problem on their hands. They're going to have empty seats all over the shop. Um, the, the hard enough gig as it is in the middle of a, a summer after a year of rain to get people through the gates to watch a game of football when it's a little bit hot and there's Christmas parties going on, as we know at SEN tonight, and things like the beach available. So this is going to ruin the next couple of weeks or has the, the potential to ruin the next couple of weeks if they don't sort this out. I don't know how they get to sorting it out, but there's um, there's a bit to happen. That's a huge call for people to decide not to visit Gosford of all places on a weekend. It's magic, oh isn't it? Um, mate, we've <laughs> we've been tossing around the idea uh, in here that um, maybe they need, in, in in lieu of keeping a grand final in Sydney, maybe we do like a an A round. We're calling it like a magic round type uh, scenario for the A League. What do you What are your thoughts on something like that? Yeah, yeah. I, um, you must have been listening to the global game yesterday, Barney. I know you're a big listener. I know you. Mate, you're the number mate, one. I've got it lined in the podcast. podcast. Yeah, I've got it down, <laughs> ready to go. Are you guys yeah, calling? Yeah, like, yeah, are you calling it the Magic yeah. A as well? A Magic A, you can call. Well, I don't know. You, you guys are the marketers. I, I'll, I'll go along. We with like that. You come up with, but yeah, no, I um, I, I do think there's merit in that, and it's a much better alternative than what they've come up with. Um, so if they're going to keep the government money, um, the government obviously wants something. I, I, I actually think that can work with if you planned it well in advance. You gave these subsidies that they're promising for for travel um, in terms of flights and accommodation. You put it at the right time of year where you have it in school holidays. Uh, I think if you're a football fan on the other side of the country or in other parts, it's a consideration to go, yeah, you know what, that would be a pretty cool experience. So I don't know if it's going to happen. I think they're too far down the track with this idea for them to go into reverse. Just going back there from one uh, body that makes really good decisions now back to another. FIFA, I hear, uh, thinking of uh, mm-hmm. reviewing the format for the next World Cup or the 2026 World Cup. Um, can you enlighten us about that, mate? Yeah, they want to go – or they don't want to. They are going from 32 teams, as it is right now, to 48 teams. Uh, it's New it's Zealand might grab, make it. Uh, New Zealand will make it unless they lose to Fiji. So um, New Zealand will make it. Look, what they want really is um, China to make it. And, yeah, TV rights in China, bang, there we go. Look at all that money. It's it's all about money because they're going to play more games in it. Um, At the moment, they're thinking of of, uh, 16 groups of three, which would be ridiculous because that means two group games per team. What a waste. You need at least three. Um, I think they'll go 12. 12 groups of four. They're working it out at the moment. They're not exactly sure how it's going to work, but it will happen. So, um, yeah, 48, uh, 48 teams in the next World Cup, which means the Socceroos just need to be one of the best eight in Asia as opposed to one of the best four or five sometimes uh, in Asia. So it's going to be easier to qualify for us, but um, whether or not it's going to dilute the actual World Cup finals remains to be seen. They already struggle to find a window for the World Cup, don't they? How are they going? Like, is it going to run for... Six, eight, ten weeks? How long is it going to run for when there's 48 teams? 
probably need an extra week. So that's the negotiation that's got to take place with the clubs. I think FIFA realised that the whole world does love the World Cup. Now, the clubs don't love the World Cup because the only thing that happens to them, oh, they can benefit with if a player does really well and they can sell that player for a profit. But really, the big, big clubs, they're not going to sell players for profit. They're about having the best players. And the only thing that can happen to them at a World Cup is that they get injured. Now, they have a great personal moment if they win, but the, the clubs aren't huge fans of the, the World Cup as it stands. And they're going to be less so when they're asked to free up another week in the calendar. Now, next time it won't be in the middle of the season like it is. It's going to be in June, July in America, uh, Canada and Mexico. Uh, but, yeah, I, they'll get it through. Um, there's too much at stake for FIFA for, to not get it through, but um, clubs won't be happy. P-Man, uh, you spoke on the weekend about how every four years this is your favourite favorite thing. Now, we've got the final. It's mm. it's it's here. It's 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. I just want to picture in mm. my head what the P-Man's going to be doing. Are you, oh, yeah. Are you going through before? Have you got some fancy soccer pyjamas you put on? Do you get the whole family up? What are you going to be doing? Um, no, the whole family won't be getting up. Uh, a, a, a oh, this is Dad's time, is it? <laughs> It's a happy house. Uh, I'll I'll probably sneak into the lounge room at two a.m. and watch it in darkness and in silence, and then um, maybe go back for a couple of or an hour sleep. And as I mentioned before, get up and play around a golf. So that's about as exciting as it gets, guys. How good does that sound, mate? With plans like that, it's a shame you're not making the Christmas party tonight. You would have lit that place up. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <early>. <laughs> Wild, wild and crazy. Adam Peacock, the P-Man, thank you for joining us, mate. Always a pleasure. Um, and enjoy Thanks, the game guys. on Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, you, you, oh, just before you go, who are you going for? Uh, uh, Argentina. I think okay. Argentina will win. I will, I'm not going for anyone. It doesn't really materially affect my life in any way, straight, uh, shape or form, but I think Argentina will win. Okay. Very good. Thank you, P-Man. We'll chat no, later. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye, mate. Um, there's Adam Peacock, um, our football expert. He's very Oh, he's good, isn't he? Isn't he? No, he's God, he's a wild man too. You'd see why him and Bozza get along so well. Very similar personalities. Mm. Similar histories as well.